1: Alright, welcome to Training for Manhood. This is Dan Panetti, and uh, i got a couple guests, and at the very start of this, I want to let you know, right, we are at Sky Ranch in Van, Texas, uh, and we're in one of the offices here, and if there's a a phone that rings or somebody who knocks on the door or there's some, like, you know, ambient noise that's going on someplace, um, it's just fine. We're just going to go on with it because it's no big deal. That's just the way that this is. Um, But i got a couple guys who are here um, that every year uh, we take um, some high school kids up to Sky Ranch, and these guys are always here. Um, because they're uh, the band that plays and leads worship uh, for our students. Uh, and the music that actually uh, intros into Training for Manhood and comes out of it is actually uh, Jay Wood's music. So I'm kind of glad that Jared Wood is here. Uh, and then one of the guys who's in his band and a good friend uh, as well as Chase Hilbert. Uh, and so I got both guys here because we want to talk about um, some things that are just kind of rumbling around in my mind. And it's one of the things that uh, that um, the kids were actually talking about today. Uh, was the whole idea of having a spiritual assessment or having an honest assessment of kind of where you are in life. And so let me welcome first um, Jared and Chase right to the program. So guys, say hi. Thank you, Dan. Hello. Thanks, Dan. There you go. Very good. Good to be here. Yeah. All right. So the energy's high. It's It's not great to be here. It's wonderful. There you go. I like that.
2: We are pumped to be here. I would rather be nowhere else. This is the place. No, yeah. Yeah. I'd rather be in a lot of different places, but yeah. we're here for
1: now, so let's just be in the moment, right? It's Where you story, are, stick with it. Be all there. Okay, so um, I was sharing with the guys that um, one of the things is uh, the whole idea, let's say you're, you know, a 24-year-old young man and, and you're listening to the podcast and you're thinking, Okay, how do I know, right, if I've made that transition from boyhood to manhood, right? What is what does it mean to you know, to be a man? Um, and one of the ideas, right, is kind of asking the guys who are around you kind of like, you know, what do you see in me? Give me an honest assessment of where I am uh, in my life. But I thought one of the difficult things about getting an honest assessment from a bunch of your peers is that they probably have the same, you know, similar life experiences. They kind of have the same maturity level that you do, right? So they can't really speak into, right, helping you move from the point that you are to somewhere else because they haven't been there as well. And so I was sharing with the guys, um, when I was in high school, I ran track, um, and I used to think I was kind of fast, Uh, and we had a track team we ran the four by 100 and i was the third leg and i used to hand off to the guy who was the anchor leg and and every time i handed it off to him right he'd just take it and he'd just you know fly down that last hundred meters and we'd win the race and it was awesome until one time we were in a hershey's uh you know invitational and uh, and i handed it off to my anchor leg and he takes off and then i feel this this brush of wind go flying past me and this guy caught scott who was my anchor leg passed him and beat him by about 15 meters and i was like What was that, right? And that that was fast, right? So like we were fast, but that was even faster, yes, right? And then um, I was telling the guys the next time I heard we got his name and everything, and we were talking to him afterwards. And the next time I heard his name, right, was in the it was like the you know eighty you know eight you know two thousand Olympics or ninety Olympics whatever, uh, and he was running with Carl Lewis and they were breaking a world record. His name was Floyd Hurd, right? So so just that idea of the concept, right, is. Like, if you think you're doing well in life because you're doing better than the guys who are right around you, right? That's not a great comparison when you start thinking about where you need to be in life because you need to start comparing yourself, right, to a higher standard, right? One, God's word as the standard. Two, some older men as the standard, right? Some guys who are doing life well. And that's one of the things that you guys have done, right, in your own life, right? So tell me a little bit about kind of just that for you, how you've included that in your life as far as your training for manhood. Finding some some older guys or finding some people to kind of speak truth and life into your journey.
2: Yeah, and I'll I'll kick off. This is Jared, by the way, and uh, or Jay Wood as Dan calls me. Um, it was probably about f- uh, five years ago, so a little bit further in my journey in ministry and, and manhood. But I, man, I started to notice some deficiencies in my own life, and I was like, man, I've got some stuff that I just need to I need to get squared away, and I need to start reading books that challenge me more mm-hmm. and things that. Are hard for me to dig myself into, and so who did I call? I called Dan Panetti. You did, and I said, "Let's go grab lunch." And, and we've been
1: reading some hard <laughs> books. We've together. been reading some hard books from all dead people. <laughs> 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 and and not, I know, you have to get this right. Not just not just dead people, yeah. but probably dead for four to five hundred years. Yes, yes, yes.
2: So, <laughs> long so, since dead. So not quick reads. No, not easy reads. Yeah. Um, but very challenging um, and have helped me even start to see some, some gaps in my own life and in my own just approach to ministry and how I deal with people and how really how I look at my own self. And I was just thinking, one of the things that I, I remember earlier in ministry, um, I, I went on staff at Prestonwood at 24, and I still remember one of the first things that I sort of recognized in myself as like a kind of a growth stage. Um, was when I started taking responsibility for ways that I failed mm-hmm. and ways that I knew that I had not done what I was asked to do or yeah. where I had kind of dropped the ball. Yeah. Um, and that was not something I think that really came natural. You know, you kind of get in your mind, well, I know what I'm doing. I can handle this. Don't tell me I'm wrong. And then when I started to notice some of those gaps and when I was finally able to look back at myself and say, okay, yeah, I did that wrong. I dropped the ball there and that that's my bad. Um, and so that was kind of a, at least an encouraging thing for me that I remember um, kind of walking through that. But, yeah, I reached out to Dan and said, Dan, help me. Let's grow. Um, Challenge me to be a better man, a better reader, um, and, and to lead better.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things when, when we talk about, you know, men and reading. So one of the books I read said that 94% of men will never read a book again from cover, cover to cover once they're done with their formal education. Hmm. Right? So, you know, 94% of men. Right, we'll never read another book. And I think for me, reading is finding those guys who have done life well, right, and learning from them, right. So Thomas Watson, we read, you know, Thoughts for um, Young Men. Well, that's J.C. Robert. But um, Thomas Watson's is um, the Godly Man's Picture. Yes. Right, and just you know, 200 pages. Every page is just so rich with um, such great information. Right now, if, if Watson were alive today, right, I'd call him up and say, Hey, Watson, let's meet for lunch. Right, I need you to mentor me. I need you to disciple yeah. me but he's dead and he left a book, right? So I'm like, okay, I'm going to use that, right? J.C. Ryle's another one. He's dead, but he left a book, yeah. right? And so I'm going to use that. A.W. Pink, we're reading, you know, spiritual maturity right now, right? He's dead, but he left a book. And I'm going to use that to, to help me grow, right? Um, Chase, I know that mentoring, right, is a big part in uh, being involved in a good community group, right, of some other believers to kind of help you and to challenge you. And that's a big part of your spiritual walk as well right? So how would you say, right, if you're a young man who's 24 and he wants to get a, an assessment, right, as opposed to just looking at a bunch of other 24-year-olds, what would your advice be?
3: Yeah, that's a great question. I, um, you know, for me, <clears throat> I think when I was 24, I strategically placed myself around other 24-year-olds to kind of justify my 24-year-oldness. So I wanted to stay a, uh, I think I wanted I want to, to stay s- 24. I wanted to stay a boy longer, yeah. you know, and Doing boy things, having a lot of fun, enjoying life. I had gotten married that year. I was telling uh, some people earlier that you know I'd, I had convinced this very godly woman to marry me, that I was a very godly man, and you know at the end of the day I just wasn't. And so I, I learned real quick into that marriage that I you know I. I desired to be more godly. I just had no idea how to go how to get there. Right. So I wanted to go from boy to man. I, I should be a man. I'm married. I'm, you know, trying to start a family. I'm providing for a family. And so for me, that that kind of flushed itself out in the way of mentors. And so I found myself at 27 years old, 28 years old being mentored and sitting down for the first time in my life and being willing to be authentic and transparent. I think that's a huge thing, right? If, yeah, yeah. if you're if you're willing to sit down with someone, and not be authentic, not, not really get down to the depth of who you are in your soul. It's really a waste of your time. It's a waste of the mentor's time. It's a waste of your time. You're going to end up in the same place you are because at the end of the day, you're just, there's no growth. Growth can't happen there. You're still too shallow. Right. And so for me, that was kind of the first time in my life I was really willing to do that. And, and just candidly, it was painful. Uh, you know, it was addressing some things in my own heart that, I knew needed to change, but having somebody else tell me those things about myself yeah. was just not fun. Yeah. Uh, if anyone out there is like an Enneagram nerd, you know, I'm an Enneagram <laughs> 3, I'm a success achievement guy all day long. So having somebody else tell me you're failing in X, Y, and Z out of love was just tough. And so, um,
1: yeah. But, so, but, but think about that, right? So, I mean, that, that's an honest assessment, right? Like th- I know how I'm wired and I don't like people telling me things that are negative, but you do like to succeed. Yes. Right. And so the, the concept is, is you know, anything that you want to do that you need to get better in, you need to have the honesty to say, right, if I can get better in it, it means it's going to take work and it's going to take the ability to move from the point that I'm at now to another point. Right. I mean, you guys both play music. Right. I mean, when yeah. you started, you just didn't pick up a guitar and, you know, start playing. Right. Right. You had lessons and you learned and, you know, over time you got better at what you did in your craft right and in every aspect of life it takes that but just the whole idea of manhood is almost as if right like you said you know hey I'm 24 I'm married right I'm married I'm like I'm a man now and you're like
0: no right yeah. being 24 and being married doesn't make you a man <laughs> yeah. right i yeah,
1: mean it, sure. it's just there isn't some just magic button you press you know hey I'm 18 and I voted for the first time I'm a man it's like no you're 18 and you voted that's great that's <laughs> right. awesome yeah. but that doesn't make you a man so the whole idea right is that guy out there i don't know if he's 18 i don't know if he's you know 58 Right, that whole idea is that if you haven't worked on this, right, and gone through some processes of like doing an evaluation, where am I, and how do I need to change, and how do I need to get better, and listening to people telling you things, in a sense, right, that it's like it may seem like it's negative, but it really it's positive because then it gives you the opportunity to work on those things and change. Right.
3: Absolutely. Okay. So yeah. my life verse. I don't know.
1: You know. Have I told you about my life? My life verse yeah. is Jeremiah twelve five. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, I love it because it's when Jeremiah is actually complaining to God, which is, you know, one of the great stories in the Bible, right? Like, you're complaining to God um, about how things aren't going well. Um, And God looks back at Jeremiah, right? Jeremiah is complaining about everybody else, right? Like, hey, look at me. I got it going on. Everybody else is a loser. And God looks at Jeremiah and he says, hey, if you've raced with men on foot and they've worn you out, how can you compete with the horses? If you stumble in a safe country, how will you manage the thickets by the Jordan? And what he's telling Jeremiah is, listen, here's the deal. Stop looking at everybody else right? Yeah. You were made to run with horses. And so when, right, like me, like, you know, hey, I was fast in high school until I got, you know, blown off the track by somebody who was faster, right? Hey, I was good at this until I got blown off the track by somebody who was better, right? So the idea is how do you find people that are doing things better than you? And for me, right, not only mentorship, like God's word is the standard, right? So, you know, don't even, don't even worry about looking for a mentor or an older man to mentor a disciple. You start with God's word right? Because he's the ultimate, you know, author and perfecter of our faith. He is the God man who has done it perfectly, right? So yeah. I would say start there and deepen yourself there. And then all of a sudden you begin to look at people differently and you begin to look at people as, you know, hey, I don't want to just be successful from the world standard, but I want to be successful in life. And all of a sudden, right, it's a different group of people that you want to be around and that you want mentoring you. Yeah. Yep. So what would you, what would you say to a young guy kind of looking for those kind of people in life to help mentor and disciple them
2: yeah well it, i mean it, i kind of got a train of my thought here that, that i want to kind of add on to what you were just saying one of the big things for me was you know you get to that point where yes you, you go to god's word and that is the ultimate standard yeah. right but again you need people speaking into yeah. you yeah, so you understand you, it, you, but, you need yeah. an, an extra layer of that it's very similar to i mean i used to think for my entire life therapy is weakness going to a counselor is weakness but that was the pride in me saying, I can handle my own junk and right. I can fix it. Yep. And it wasn't until I realized, oh my gosh, this is something I don't know how to get past. And I needed to go to somebody who was better at it, more equipped, right. smarter, that could help me handle my own junk yep. and figure out how to get to the root of that. Now, it was all foundational in the Word of God, but I had to get to that root before I could start really getting rid of those things. That's and, good. and and honestly, I think the first step is getting to a point where you say, okay, I don't have all the answers I think I'm a man, but my pride is probably keeping me from the biggest growth that God wants to do in my life right. because I am unwilling to let somebody else speak truth to me and tell me where I'm wrong, to tell me where I'm broken, to tell me where I need to be fixed. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's one of the biggest first steps. And so that was very much for me in regards to you is I knew that there were some deficiencies and I knew that I needed some, some, some challenging and pushing that could make me a better man. Yeah. And so I reached out to you. And, and I'll even say this. Um, man, I've been playing with these guys for, for 15 years, something like that. And I mean, even I've, you know, obviously like being the front man. And so I'm mm-hmm. usually the one talking, doing those things. But I've even had Chase and, and even Jack, who's mm-hmm. not with us this week. But but Jack, these guys have spoken things into me that they have seen. That's right. Hey, you need to not be afraid to be transparent when you say X, Y, or Z, or you need to be willing to step up and take a stand on this thing, whatever that might be. And even those guys being around me and seeing me and my leadership are willing to speak into that. Now I could have just said, hey, y'all shut up, I got this. But that is nobody any good. And we are better as a group. We are better pastors and better ministers because my brothers that love me have spoken into me and I'm willing to take that and speak that into others. Yeah. And and so it's just this continual process of growth and challenge and 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 willingness to lay my pride aside and begin to see that happen.
0: Yeah.
1: I think everybody needs to be to have some guys around them, right, that are willing and able, right, to speak truth into your life, right? So when when something when they see something, right, they say something. When they see something that that isn't Right, the way it should be. Um, I remember, and Trisha, my wife, was so always so good at that. We'd go out, you know, to dinner with a couple, and the husband would say something negative about the wife or whatever, you know. And so my wife, you know, we'd get in the car, and she's like, "Did you see that? That marriage didn't last." You know, I mean, he was he was, <laughs> he was putting her down right in public, right. and I'm like, "What? Oh man, oh yeah, that's right." But I'm mean, just like, when you see things, right? So that would be something I'd, I'd meet with that guy afterwards, and just said, "Hey." You said something negative about your wife, right? Which, if you want to address something in your marriage and you need to say something, that's one thing. But when you're talking about right your spouse negatively in front of other people, mm. well, that's that's something that needs to be called out. Something yeah. that needs to be addressed. So yeah. I think that that concept is right. I want to be a person, right, that other people are able to come alongside and said, "Hey, you said this, right?" And I don't think that's you know, that's not right, or that's not good, or that's not true, right? Like, I want people to hold me accountable in what I say and what I do, right? If my actions don't line up with what I say I believe, right? I need people to call me out, right? And I need to surround myself with those people, right, who can do that. And I think, you know, I mean, we talk about, um, you know, finding an older guy to do that. I think you also need to find younger guys, right, that you're mentoring and discipling and helping them as well. So whatever stage you are in life, you need to have some older guys who are speaking that truth into you and you need to have some younger guys that you're passing on what you've learned to them as well yeah for sure so good stuff all right well that's that's kind of our podcast for the day is uh you know uh, an honest assessment of where you are as a man right because that's what the podcast is all about training for manhood right and if you want to grow and move right from this point forward right i say one start with the word of god dive in there Right. Because as you read it, it reads you and yeah. it will expose areas that need to be worked on. Um, and then, you know, find some some guys who can speak truth into you. Right. I love books because um, there's some old guys that are dead. But, man, I love them, you know, just beating me up and, and beat me down. But then find some guys who are alive, you know, and, and build that community of some other guys uh, who can help find some also camp. old guys that aren't dead that can
3: speak
0: as, into as I have? Yeah,
1: and,
3: yeah. and I think that you know, last final word here from uh, the young man in the room, yes. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think uh, just a, just by a couple of years, right? Like, yeah, I think, a few years. I think no, you know, one, one thing that I had to learn later in life is to just kind of know my tendencies, right? So I know when I'm stressed, mm-hmm. or I know when I'm busy, mm-hmm. and I know when I'm you know, it's really easy for me to de- disconnect from those guys that can speak in my life, right. right? And so I've got guys in my life who I've literally said to them, Hey, man, if I go radio silent for like a week, yeah, check wrong. it man. Because that's yeah. not right. Like, yeah. that's not my... So I think, you know, being honest with yourself, like, it, it feels, again, kind of to Jared's point around therapy, that feels very therapeutic and almost like counselor-ish language. But it is incredibly helpful, like, as you grow and as you mature to give space for
1: that in your life yeah and that actually that's really good because I've got I've got a, a guy I'm um, I'm reaching out to and I've texted a couple times and he hasn't responded back to me mm-hmm. right and it's always the huge red flag and I keep on saying it to him yeah oh, right yeah. When, yeah. when I when I text you right and things are going all right you text back right away when you don't text back for two weeks it's like come on man like we've played the game before yeah. we know yeah. how this works right yeah, yeah, something yeah. something's wrong hurry up get you know call me up let's figure out what it is let's work through it let's go on but that whole radio silent thing that's a that's a big red flag, and we can fall into that, right? Thinking, well, I'm so busy, right? I'm doing really well over here, right? But we always know that if we aren't checking in with people on a pretty consistent basis, that there's usually something that we just that we're trying to avoid. Mm-hmm. We're trying not to have somebody bring attention to. That's a that's a good yeah. good thing to have. So, yeah, build that community, find that community, yeah. right? Have those guys invested in you. So, good word. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan.
0: Thank you for listening to Training for Manhood. If you found the conversation to be valuable, make sure to rate us where you listen to podcasts. Also, check out additional content on our website, trainingformanhood.com. That's training4manhood.com. Until next time, in the words of King David, be strong and show yourself a man.